What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Fantasy football today here on Friday, October 20, what, 2nd? 21st? 21st. There we go. Thank you, iPhone. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. What a game we had last night. Big time bonanza. <sighs> Thursday night owed us. What do you guys, uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I got nothing. I got. I got to know, uh, Dave. Were you awake when it happened? No. So what was, was it like not. waking up to that news? Uh, well, I woke up at like, I w- I woke up in time. I, I I woke up and it was the post game show. Okay. So the first thing, of course, is I checked to see the box score and I saw that you know Benjamin had a monster game and I was like, ah, oh, nuts, because I didn't have him ranked high enough and that's kind of eating me up this morning. And then I I go to Twitter and I see the news and it's like, wow. <laughs> Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. And like, I, I wanted to jump out of bed and start doing research right then and there. And uh, I didn't. I went back to sleep. Got it done this morning. <laughs> I I didn't know. even know how to research it. It's so different than anything we've seen from it San Francisco. It really is. This, is. this is going to be a very interesting, I don't want to say test, but like you think about the history of Kyle Shanahan and, and what he's done. This is going to be so different because it's it's a... It's a running back with a pedigree. He just gave up four draft picks for, including a second. He's never spent any type of capital like that on a running back before. He hasn't had a track record of throwing to his running backs. He'd be dumb to not do that. He's always had the track record of using multiple running backs. He'd be dumb to do that. He's had a track record of breaking his running backs. I hope we don't yeah. do that. Um, but he also does have a track record of taking guys who are no names and turning them into like must starts in fantasy football and here's a guy who's already a must start in fantasy football who's got a chance to see like maybe the best efficiency of his career potentially 
like it's exciting to have him in in San Francisco, but the stakes are as high as they've ever been for Christian McCaffrey, man. Like his upside's never been higher, and his injury risk it feels like it feels like has never been higher. I, I'm at the point now where I hope he plays 17 games. I hope I'm dead wrong on telling people that you know he's an injury risk and you shouldn't take him first overall. Uh, I want to see this offense at full strength all season for the rest of this season. And so the, the thing that, I mean, and Adam, obviously we spoke about this uh, at length last night, but the thing that, you know, just thinking about it and Dave touched on a few of these things, they basically lit the last two third round picks on fire uh, with their draft picks uh, with Trey Sermon and, and Tyrion Davis price. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, and, and for a team and for a coach that has found running backs out of nowhere, I, I was texting with a few of my uh, 49ers uh, friends and one was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. We got Christian McCaffrey. One was like, why did we just give up everything for a running back? Now, you, you would say um, they, they hopefully have their quarterback situation for a few years established, right? You know, we don't know, but they probably think that they do because they invested so much. In, they in better hope so. You know, or maybe you know, Garoppolo. But, you know, at least they, they've, they've made the swing for, for a quarterback already. Um, but for this year, he can't block – and they have some offensive line concerns. He can't tackle, and they have a lot of holes on defense right now because of injuries. And so this just feels so weird because it was not a position of need for them. However, that being said, this could be so much fun, you know, because of all the potential that they now have with this offense. It could just be the, I don't know, the best offensive football, but it has the potential to be there. It all hinges clearly on Jimmy Garoppolo. Rank your top five running backs rest of season. McCaffrey's at the top of the list. Uh, he just is. Hmm. I put McCaffrey one, Barkley two, Eckler three, uh, Chubb four, Henry five. No Taylor. Everybody still healthy? Who? We're saying everybody healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. Including Jonathan uh, Taylor. Don't, one. don't forget about t- Taylor here. I know, I know. Eckler would be one. Barkley would be two. McCaffrey would be three. Uh, Taylor will be four, Henry five. Okay. So no Chubb for you in, in the top five in PPR. Dave had him, I think, fourth. All right, so mo- pretty similar list there. Uh, McCaffrey, no lower than three for Dave or Jamie. Now, yeah, uh, we'll go to Carolina in a second. And we already, I mean, we already kind of did this. Uh, just listen to the bonus podcast that Jamie and I recorded. But, you know, there are <laughs> even just, uh, what, eight hours later, you know, there are things that, I see that that changed from last night. For example, perhaps I judged Chuba Hubbard a little bit too harshly. When you look at the last five games of the season last year, the second time McCaffrey got hurt, Hubbard wasn't very good and didn't get that many carries. But, man, he faced the Bucks twice. He faced the Saints. He faced the Bills. And he faced the Falcons, who I think had a pretty good run defense in the second half. But at least those last three games were Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo before that. So perhaps I judged him a little bit too harshly. Um so that was one thing, you know, things change when you have time to actually dig into it here. But Dave, I mean, we kind of talked about the idea that everybody in the 49ers passing game, except for Garoppolo, loses with the addition of Christian McCaffrey. Do you think that's the case? You just just fewer targets for Debo, for Ayuk, for Kittle. Yeah, in theory, yeah, I, I think their ceiling comes down just a little bit. I think that you're still going to start Debo. You're still going to start Kittle. You're probably going to look at Ayuk as like a number three or a flex and, you know, judge the matchup a little bit when it comes to these guys. But I don't, I don't see a scenario where you're going to sit Debo or Kittle. And there's a chance where Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being a usable starter rest of season. So if you picked him up, 
to be your bye week quarterback this week, you might have you might have hit it a little bit. Yeah. And for the Panthers, Jamie, reassessing the backfield there. You said you'd rather have Foreman in non or half. You'd rather have Hubbard in full PPR. Uh, they weren't running the ball. I think McCaffrey was only averaging about 14 carries per game, but he was obviously getting a ton of catches. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a tough week, you think, against the 49ers. But going forward, these guys are, I think they're both available still in more than half of CBS leagues. What is your updated yeah, when I, when advice? I, when I went to sleep last night after we were done, um, and I went back through all my leagues just to see, and, uh, for a few that were on waivers just to, you know, make some bids on, on both guys. Um, as I said, then I'll say it again, as I said last night, I'll say it again. Now, please do not drop anybody of significance on your roster for these guys. They're not going to be good. Um, you know, you're, you're hoping for one of them to stand out above the other and give you some semblance of volume. And that could be something that you hang your hat on, but you're talking about a flex option at best. McCaffrey was making just play after play that these guys can't make. And so this team is going to be absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, so the hope would be is that one gets a lion's share of the touches. I can't see that happening, but maybe that's the case. So the thing you want to do is, like, like I told you last night, like I dropped Russell Wilson in the leagues where I wasn't starting him and just you know moved on already. I dropped uh, Josh Reynolds and Josh Palmer and guys like that. You know, I saw a lot of drop Michael Carter. You want to drop Michael Carter, it's fine. Um, you know, we had this conversation about Samaj P. Ryan, you know, if you're the Joe Mixon owner, you know, dropping a handcuff of, of a player that you think might have more upside, you know, that's, that's a choice you have to make. But I just, I, I, I don't think we know until we see what they're going to do. Like, you know, we had this conversation, <clears throat> Dave and I did on, on HQ earlier, it might've been last week, but you know, in terms of if you're the Panthers and you're making this move, why would you not see if Chuba Hubbard could be your number two guy moving forward and give him some more opportunities as the younger back Deontay Foreman is not their future. Hubbard's not their feature guy, but he might be somebody that they could have to rely on in a pinch. Now, granted, they had this last year, and they may have seen enough, or they may want to see a little bit more. I don't know. But um, don't overspend for them. Don't reach for them. Don't drop anybody's significance for them. But it is worth your interest to see what happens, at least this weekend, from a usage standpoint, to see if you have somebody to potentially, as a flex option, moving forward. I got a stat, and I got a game. Which do you want first? Game, stat, stat. The stat, the Carolina Panthers have run two plays all season inside of five yards from the goal line. Yikes. Enjoy that one if you're banking on Deontay Foreman to be a, a touchdown hog because he, he won't be hogging that much. All right, the game. I'm going to name a player. These are players who were dropped in our leagues for Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. You tell me if you would have dropped them for one of these players. Deion Jackson. Yes. Easy. Logan Thomas. Yes. Easy. Will Disley. Yeah. Easy. Kylan Granson. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What, what league Latavius is that? Latavius Murray. No. Yep. So the point is, is that four of the five names, total guys that you're, you don't see yourself starting, what's the point of having them? Let them go. See what you get with Chuba or Foreman. The last guy, Latavius Murray, you can make the case, could be the lead running back for Denver for whatever that's worth. Do you want to let him go for the leading running back in Carolina? I say no. It, it, it really just depends on your taste and whether or not you want to trust him. But like these are the types of players you should be dropping in exchange just to see what you get kicking the tires, so to speak, on Hubbard or Foreman. I like Juba better for the reasons that Jamie outlined. I think he's their better passing downs back for whatever it's worth. Two months ago, he looked pretty good in the preseason. Foreman did not. We'll see what happens there. But this is a team that 
I, I think they are clearly not prioritizing winning. If they happen to win, that's great. But I, I can't expect a lot of even decent games. So the question comes back to everybody. If, if they're not going to be a productive offense, what's the point of carrying these guys on your fantasy team for more than a week or two? And the answer is there isn't one. After a week or two, if neither of them are doing anything, you're going to see them go right back on the waiver wire. And the guys that were dropped for them aren't guys that you're going to miss that much. And it sh- that's the way it should be. Would you have spent $31 out of a hundred original $100 budget on Chuba no. Hubbard? I wouldn't have spent Well, that's what I did. <laughs> Why? Because it's because I'm one in five. It's the podcast league. It's 14 teams. I dropped Jared Goff. I have Jeff Wilson as my number two running back. So it's desperation. But yeah, no, I, mean, yeah, I spoke, no, I, I think, I, I spoke know, about it last night. I wasn't that excited about it. But there, I, there are circumstances where you have to get any running back. Yeah, if, you're, if your team stinks. And and you're you know what are you saving your fab money for? Yeah, like I don't think my team stinks. By the way, it's Taylor and Keenan Allen are my first two picks. But yeah, yes, I mean, you know, I, I spent I spent eleven dollars on Hubbard in one league just to see, and you know my my team's two and four. So if I lose this week again, okay, there goes my my fab budget. I don't yeah, care. Exa- exactly. Um, right. What am I waiting for? Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, right. I mean, like, the, you know, we can't give blanket statements. I could see scenarios where if you're desperate, you have to get these guys. But if you're I got, I got a lot of questions last night, though, Adam, in, in response to, you know, the, the stuff we were doing, um, dropping Jeff Wilson for him, for oh. one of those guys. And that comes down, I think, to two things. One, Dave alluded to this. Are you, are you buying Christian McCaffrey staying healthy? But there's still Elijah Mitchell looming. So if you're if you're looking to you know, maybe pivot from a backup to a potential starter. I don't have a problem with that. This week's an interesting one because who knows how much McCaffrey plays. So it depends on what you need. But I think you certainly get away with dropping one of the 49ers running backs for a Panthers running back, not named McCaffrey. Yeah, the only consideration, let's finish with this thought. Uh, the only consideration is week week seven because we don't know what McCaffrey's role is going to be. He might have a small red zone package. That's, if he's active, you start quote. If he's active, you start him as what? Yeah. I mean, would you start him over Ezekiel Elliott, your start of the week? So that's exactly the 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 line where I put him right now in my rankings. I have uh, Elliott at 14. I put McCaffrey at 13. So okay. depending on what we hear over the weekend, um, you know, I might might pivot off that. But it's as as Adam Schefter said, he's a pretty smart guy. Went Stanford. I can't imagine that there's not a few things that they they say do this, do that, do this. He can handle it. And then as the game unfolds, you know, they probably lean on him maybe a little bit more. So. If Christian McCaffrey's dressing, it's very difficult to say I'm not playing him in your fantasy game. Okay, and we'll, of course, have a, mail, a mailbag episode to keep you updated on things. We'll have a FFT and 5 at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning to keep you updated on things and tell you who to start and who to sit. But I guess my point was, if you're going to drop Jeff Wilson for Chuba Hubbard or Deontay Foreman, you know, McCaffrey might not play this week, and Wilson could be a starter for you this week, so just keep that yes. in consideration. Mm-hmm. I yes. think Wilson deserves a bench spot. Okay. Just knowing what we know about 49ers running backs, knowing what we know about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but Mitchell might be back next week. Or he might not be back at all, and that's why they made this deal. Fair point. Dave, I also think they made this deal to keep the Rams away from getting him. Like, uh, just a little part of the deal. That would be the absolute dumbest thing ever. First of all, it's pretty dumb. I agree, but I think that they're they're so, like, uh, they want to win the division. They want to make the playoffs. And if they're trying to keep away, uh, like, maybe they threw in the fifth-round pick. Just as then, a little cherry on top. If 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 they did that for uh, purposes of keeping him away from somebody else, Les Need is the GM of the year. If he drew up, <laughs> drew, drew up, drove up the he price, might be anyway. Make another team do that, then they're absolute geniuses. All right, so, la- Dave. Last, last question. question. I want. Can I have one more question. Fifteen. No, fifteen. I'm sorry, we're fourteen right. minutes in. Fifteen okay, no, second answer on this. 
DJ Moore, does his value go up or down or the same? Can he get traded? If, yeah. <laughs> right. If he's traded, then it goes up. And maybe if Darnold becomes the quarterback, it goes up a little bit. Okay. All right. I can't believe that's a sentence I just said. Uh, we have a he, lot of... By the way, I told you this line last night. Hysterical. Um, he said on, on HQ, I've been begging for the Panthers to upgrade over Sam Darnold for DJ Moore, and now I'm begging for the Panthers to put Sam Darnold back in for DJ Moore. <laughs> And maybe they need to upgrade at wide receiver. So we got some weekend content for you here and a lot of great content. CBS Sports HQ. First of all, Monday through Friday, you can watch fantasy football today. Not this version, but there's a, the HQ version hosted by Jamie. Monday through Friday at, at noon Eastern until 1 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, it's 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It's even earlier when there's a London game. Um I'm not sure if we have to do that because the Broncos are playing in London next time, I think, and they don't really count. But assuming, yeah, we'll probably do it anyway. But anyway, we're always getting you ready for kickoff, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch that on the CBS Sports app, which you can download anywhere. Uh, what else we got? We got that mailbag. We got FFT and 5. We have a live stream at 11.30 a.m. on YouTube.com slash today. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. We got a live stream, 1130 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning. All we do is answer your questions. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's not all we do, but that's mostly what we do. All right. Obviously, uh, different kind of show today. We're way behind, so let's go a little fast here on Arizona 42, New Orleans 34. What a awesome game uh, for fantasy. Kind of a weird game just to watch. Um, Kyler Murray, 19 fantasy points disappointing but just mm. kept getting vultured i guess and uh all right dave give me your biggest fantasy takeaway from this game biggest fantasy takeaway uh i'll go right back to you know benjamin i think the, the cardinals have a run game now and clearly impacted how much kyler murray threw the ball nah, it's dumb i'm not gonna go with you know let's go with deandre that's more fun <laughs> anyway tons of targets he looked pretty good and are they going to give him the same type of treatment that the Rams give Cup and that the Vikings give Justin Jefferson? And he just ends up getting 40-plus percent of the target share each game. It's fun to think about. I'm thrilled that he came back, played almost every snap, and had a huge game. Would you guys rather have Chris Olave or DeAndre Hopkins rest of season? Olave with another great game going over 100 yards. Hopkins. Yeah, I feel like that's the safer answer. Because, I mean, look, Michael Thomas is still going to be a problem there uh, for for the Saints. And the quarterback situation, you know, I, I know Alave had two great games with Jameis Winston, but that's such a volatile situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to fix my camera here. Very out of focus today. But what was I going to say about, oh, 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 uh, yeah. I just I think it's worth noting that, by the middle of the first quarter, the Saints were on their third and fourth string cornerbacks. They started the game without their top two guys. They lost Bradley Roby almost immediately. So Hopkins just absolutely feasted on a rookie cornerback and just a really bad secondary. Now, I do think, you know, Benjamin's worth talking about, though, Dave, because... Sure, 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 sure. You know, it, he and Keontae Ingram, maybe they're both better than uh, James Conner. I don't know, but what do you think happens when James Conner comes back and, you know, Benjamin was started in 45% of leagues, comes through with uh, 113 total yards and a touchdown. And a two-point conversion. I, I think Conner will inherit at least the Keontae Ingram role. Short yardage, although he didn't get every short yardage step. In fact... Eno got a lot of it, but that's what I think he'll be. I think they'll use him like short yardage situations, maybe some of the running downs, but Benjamin's faster. He's, he's, he's better than James Conner at this point. 
If you could sell, you know, Benjamin, do it now. I agree with that too. And if you could go back in time and never draft James Conner, you should do that also. Rondale Moore, 68% rostered. Before you freak out, he played almost exclusively out wide this game. I wouldn't say almost exclusively, but the majority he played out wide. Can he get back into the slot? That's been a valuable role for this Cardinals offense. Is it Robbie Anderson starts being the outside guy until Marquise Brown comes back? Does 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 he go does Rondale Moore go back into the slot as soon as next week and should we hold him? You should absolutely hold him. Um and and yes, yeah, see what happens next week. Uh it's it's been such a weird stretch of games for their passing attack, you know, with guys coming in and out and how this game unfolded with the defensive scores and you know, I I think you want to see what this offense looks like when everybody is what they have healthy when everybody's healthy. You know, so with Robbie playing a full complement of snaps and seeing how how they use Rondo Moore. If he has another game like this, clearly it's 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 to the curb. Yeah. All right. Start Camara going forward. And that's gonna do it for Thursday night football. Uh, I well, had, John Johnson's worth look. Not even a word about Zach Ertz. Well, he does bad game, you know. Uh, Concerned, but not worried. Yeah. Hopkins played, but I'm did Hopkins do did Hopkins do anything different than uh than Marquise Brown? Not from a target standpoint, no. Right? I mean, Mar- Marquise Brown, I think, had the fourth most targets entering this week, something like that. Uh, it could I, have I could just simply been Cardinals playing with a lead, running the ball a little bit more than they have before. They didn't need Ertz. Could be that. And, and then Jawan Johnson, Adam, or Jamie mentioned him. I think he's worth bringing up. I'm, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't become a bigger part of the Saints offense. It was good to see him break out and have a couple of touchdowns. Like he's he's a big dude. Yeah, he but can move again, a little bit. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry come back. Does Jawan Johnson matter? Adam Troutman comes back eventually. Does just does uh, he should Johnson play matter? over? Well, he doesn't do the same thing that Troutman does. So I guess they could both potentially play at the same time if Thomas comes back. Are we sure Thomas is coming back? Mm. I hope so. It's a weird situation right now, and Dennis Allen kind of danced around it this past week. I have to apologize for something that happened on yesterday's show. A big oversight on my part. I just want to get your thoughts on the Las Vegas tight end situation. You know, you wait the entire show to hear about maybe Darren Waller uh, on your team, and I totally skipped over that situation as Waller may not play this week. If he does play, do you start him against the Houston Texans, who gave up 61 yards and a touchdown to Gerald Everett, gave up 69 yards to Evan Ingram? Do you start Darren Waller? And if not, Foster Moreau, I added in a 14-team league, uh, any interest there? Jamie, give me your thoughts on the Raiders tight ends real quick. I think you're obviously going to start Waller if he's, you know, practices on Friday and, and clears the hamstring injury uh, to some degree, but it sounds like he's going to be out. We've already uh, zeroed him out from our projections. Uh, I believe he told Jim Trotter that he's not going to play. Um, so it does not sound very good for Darren Waller's prospects for this week. You also got to keep an eye on Hunter Renfro too, who showed up on the injury report on Thursday. So Derek Carr does, doesn't necessarily look like the same safe start that he might have been, you know, having his guys back healthy in a good matchup. Um, Foster Moreau is a desperation tight end. There's so many guys, though, like this. You know, I mean, I, I said this about Johnson going into the game last night. Um, you have Daniel Bellinger and Hayden Hurst and Hunter Henry. And, you know, there's just a, a slew of guys, Kate Otten, that, you know, have an, a chance to be fantasy relevant. So you could put Foster Moreau in that category for sure. Um, especially given the, the potential injuries for the, for the Raiders, but I don't know how many people are starting him with any semblance of confidence. I picked him up in our 20-something league, 26th league uh, team, which is tight end premium, so I'll start him in that league. But otherwise, you know, not much interest in a 12-team in a league. Okay. 
promo time here. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, give you the news and notes that you need to know and get into the games. I know it's been a long, <laughs> a long-winded start, but obviously we don't get we don't get Christian McCaffrey getting traded every day. So uh, we'll be right back on fantasy football today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tom Brady dismissed rumors that he might retire midseason. Said retirement is not in his future. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to start. Mac Jones could play this week. Russell Wilson and Brett Rippon are splitting reps for the Denver Broncos. This is why you got to listen to our 8 a.m., update on fantasy football today in five, which is also in the FFT feed on Sunday morning. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going to start if he clears the concussion protocol, and it kind of looks like Kenny Pickett's going to start this week, but we will see. Uh, All right, let's talk about the uh, Ravens backfield, Dave. Gus Edwards might play this week. Justice Hill practice in full. J.K. Dobbins again missed practice. They've got one of the better matchups. The Browns have a terrible run defense. What are you thinking right now about the Ravens backfield? I'd like it to be just Kenyon Drake because this is a great matchup. The Browns have been terrible against the run this year, but it looks like it's going to be a multi-headed attack with Lamar Jackson taking some work away. You're looking at a bunch of flexes. Who's your highest ranked Ravens running back? If Dobbins plays, who's your highest ranked Ravens running back? I think it'll be Dobbins. Okay. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines look like they're going to be good to go. DeAndre Swift was limited. That's, uh, I think, the first game we're talking about, so we'll lay it out, the scenarios for Swift and Jamal Williams. Uh, Damian Harris practiced in full. We're also going to talk about this one here. Are you guys ranking Damian Harris yet? Yes. Yes. When's the last time the Patriots listed a player practicing in full? It's almost always limited participation. Mm. So I, I found that to be interesting. Okay. And I'm assuming Stevenson ahead of him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you say, oh, yeah, Not by but... Much. But he's, I think they played four games together, healthy games, and Harris mm-hmm. outscored him in three of them. Yeah, I just wonder if they ease Harrison in a little bit. And mm-hmm. they probably, they, they have to love what they've seen from Stevenson. The they're both, they're the both number two running backs this week. Uh, sure. Elijah Moore requested a trade. Jamie, what do you make of this? It's always funny when a team is winning and a player requests a trade. Um, so clearly he's unhappy. And, you know, I, I saw some people mention this on Twitter that, he sees a guy in his locker room who 
is is the path he does not want to follow. A second round pick for Denzel Mims uh, that is, you know, got phased out in his second season. And the same thing is kind of happening to Elijah Moore. Now, nobody would say that they're the same talent level after what you saw from both of them in their careers. Uh, if I'm the Jets, I'm exploring this because if you can get something great in return for Elijah Moore, clearly the formula for success for them is to run the ball. They have two pretty good receivers they could lean on without him. And so if you could turn him into, you know, a, a high draft pick or maybe another player that helps your team, uh, send him to Green Bay and let's make two teams better. Okay, C.D. Lamb practice in full. D.J. Chark mispractice and Josh Reynolds mispractice. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. They could be pretty shorthanded at receiver at Dallas. Hunter Renfro, as Jamie mentioned, has a hip injury. He missed practice. Jamar Chase was limited, but T. Higgins was able to practice in full. uh, Jalen Waddle was limited. Mike McDaniel said he's optimistic about Waddle this week. Jahan Dotson left after re-aggravating his hamstring injury, so that's not good. I saw that. I dropped. uh, I saw that, and I dropped Jahan Dotson. It's basically exactly what happened to Keenan Allen last week. And Keenan Allen Um, was back to Waddle for a second. Just we we ran into the situation with T. Higgins on a Sunday night game. Just make sure everything is is covered for your fantasy team in case we get a he's not ready to go Sunday night. Well, I wish we had gotten that with T. Higgins. <laughs> right, we didn't get that with T. Higgins. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, learn learn from that mistake that or, or Dalton Schultz. You know, same thing. You know that the, you you get stuck. Just make sure you pay yeah. attention if there's you know right. Chase Claypool might want to roster him just in case. You know, he's available in some leagues. You know, mm-hmm. some people dropping George Pickens. You know, that, that type of thing. I don't think there's any Dolphins receiver that you want to pivot to, but. No. If you have the opportunity to cover yourself, cover yourself. What about Tyquan Thornton with the Patriots on Monday That's night? That's a great call. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. shallow have leagues, Darnell Mooney. Have a plan B. Uh, okay, Keenan Allen limited. Josh Palmer still in the concussion protocol. Rashad Bateman limited. Baltimore said they want to get Devin Duvernay more involved. Tyler Lockett out again with a hamstring injury. we got to take this one seriously here. If Tyler Lockett doesn't play, does Geno Smith fall out of your top 12? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's already 13th for oh. me, and I've Thought about moving him back up, but I, I'm not sure. I'm, and I'm especially worried if Lockett isn't at 100% anyway. And Julio Jones was limited. Mark Andrews, uh, we expect him to play? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I don't like how on Wednesday it's, oh, it's just a rest day. And then on Thursday, it's right. a knee. Right. Like, what's going on? Um, hopefully he's, hopefully he practices Friday and there's nothing to sweat. Dalton Schultz practiced in full. Darren Waller. We already talked about him. Doesn't seem likely to play. Pat Frymuth does seem likely to play. Um, that's about it. On the offensive line, great news for the 49ers. Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey, both of their starting tackles, could play this week against the Chiefs. They're making good progress. Uh, Teron Armstead was limited for the like, offense. Oh, wait, we got, we got who behind us now? <laughs> Let's, <laughs> <let's go. laughs> Baltimore right tackle Morgan Moses was limited. He got in a limited practice, so hopefully he gets back out there. And Carolina could be without its starting center against Tampa Bay. Uh, wait, wait, we, we lost who behind us now? I'm not playing. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like the Panthers might be getting a little bit healthier in the secondary. J.C. Horn was limited, and I think C.J. Henderson. I, haven't, I don't know if he was limited or if he missed practice. I thought he might have been limited. Uh, but bad news for the Chiefs. Rashad Fenton remained out. He may not play this week. All right. One question for each game. Here we go. Detroit at Dallas. We love the running backs, but what about the number two wide receivers? Michael Gallup and whoever the number two wide receiver is going to be for Detroit. Jamie, are you starting a are you starting anyone other than CeeDee Lamb and Amonra St. Brown as wide receivers in this game? If Josh Reynolds gets through practice on Friday, I will start him as a high-end number three receiver, low-end number two option because we've seen his targets 
be consistent, whether it's been Amon Ron St. Brown in or out. Better without Amon Ron St. Brown there, but he's been a go-to guy for Jared Goff in the last four games prior to the bye week. If he is out, then I will not trust anybody, and I'll go back to TJ Hawkinson, who I am you know, not necessarily in love with this week because the Cowboys have been good against tight ends. And so, as we saw with Hawkinson, whenever there's at least one less mouth to feed, it's almost like Mike Gusecki. He steps up and plays much better. For the Cowboys, I will use Michael Gallup as a number three receiver. Uh, I'm hopeful that this is the uh, the reunion that we've been waiting for for Michael Gallup. Dak Prescott coming back can unlock his potential. Kansas City at San Francisco, Dave. Would you start Brandon Ayuk over any or all running backs in this game? And I, I don't remember. I think no, no. I, this I think I wrote that after the McCaffrey trade. So yeah, would you do you think Brandon Ayuk is a better option than any running back in this game? I'd still start McCaffrey over Ayuk, but I'd start Ayuk over uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If McCaffrey does not play, would you start Jeff Wilson or Ayuk? If McCaffrey doesn't play, I, I think I'd probably still want Ayuk and PPR. Non-PPR, maybe you make the case for Wilson, but it's not as sexy. Ayuk's pretty sexy. <laughs> you just think about the 49ers chasing points in this game. In a high-scoring game, should be a high-scoring game. And he's been involved in the past two games with Garoppolo. You have to you have to buy into what you're seeing from Ayuk to a degree, especially mm-hmm. this week. Once McCaffrey starts getting in the swing of things, that's when you get really nervous about Ayuk. All right, Green Bay at Washington. Are Aaron Jones or Terry McLaurin must-start options? Jamie. Aaron Jones is a must-start option. You know, I, I think with Aaron Rodgers saying simplify the offense, that has to mean involving him to whatever degree. Passing game, running game, just got to get him going. He's, you know, Clearly, as we said in the preseason, I still think that applies their best skill player. They just haven't used him enough or properly uh, through the last you know three weeks of the season. Um, McLaurin is a borderline must-start guy. Uh, certainly a, a starter in a three-receiver league. I hope Taylor Heineke back is is what he needs. You know, not necessarily that he was great with Heineke last year, but he's been struggling with uh, with with Carson Wentz. And and something at play that matters here is I, I think the third receiver may not be there for them. Dotson tweaked his hamstring in practice. Diami Brown's still not going. And so, you know, maybe some more tar- targets being funneled in his direction, along with Curtis Samuel, uh, will help him, you know, in, in a game where they might be chasing points also. Giants at Jaguars. Dave, which Jacksonville running back do you prefer? Travis Etienne. Easy. Okay. He's been getting, he's been much more efficient over the past couple of weeks. He's been getting at least 12 touches per game. He scored at least 12 PPR points in each of the past two games. And the Giants haven't been great defending running backs through the air. They haven't been yes, great they defending have. running backs on the ground either, too. They, they, have? they have. Yeah, they give up the second fewest receiving yards to running backs. They have been terrible against the run, though. I mean, they've given up like 300 yard games already, six 70 yard games. They haven't faced I've got them with here. a league worst 11.07 yards per catch to uh, running backs, third worst 9.6 yards after catch per reception. Okay, well that, that could very well be. They just haven't been thrown on a lot uh, by you know two running backs. Sure, and ETN. Let's face it, he hasn't had a ton of targets either, but he's good for three catches a game. Mm-hmm. This would be the week that they could unleash him and get some good numbers out of him. And I think they see what we see with James Robinson, which is you know solid running back. Potentially, you know, not potentially, is good in short yardage goal line situations. Robinson's going to have to score in order to make you happy in fantasy. I think ETN yeah. can have more big plays. By the way, here are the, uh, the th- if you filter all running backs with 20 or more carries, here are the three with the highest percentage of carries 
for zero or negative yards. This is a bad stat. Number one is Cam Akers. Number two is James Robinson. Number three is Travis Etienne. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> I knew about Robinson. I was, didn't know about Etienne. Uh, Chicago at New England. Jamie, rank the running backs. Stevenson, Harris, Montgomery, Herbert. Man, you know what Herbert Montgomery feels like? It feels like Pollard and Zeke. Just everybody, I think, wants her uh, The back of the better. Yeah. Yeah, they want more Herbert. And, and all of the metrics favor Herbert. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tampa Bay at Carolina. It's going to be a bad game for Montgomery. Yeah, I'm thinking that might be the case. Tampa Bay, Carolina, who is the best Panthers option, including in a Superflex league? <laughs> PPR, PPR Superflex, who is the best Panther? Eddie Pinheiro. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll still say DJ Moore, but I'm, I'm not starting any Panthers, including Pinheiro. By the way, congratulations if you have the Bucks DST this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And congratulations to, I think uh, Bryce Young is already looking at real estate in, in uh, Charlotte, in the Charlotte. Or maybe he's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kansas City at San Francisco is our first game. Let's get to it. Your stat of the game. The Chiefs allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Now they have faced, look at the competition here. Kyler, Herbert, Matt Ryan only scored 18 points. Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Josh Allen. It hasn't been easy. But what I, I think the bigger stat is that they've seen the most pass attempts in the NFL. And maybe that kind of informs your rankings on on the on everybody Garoppolo, Debo, McCat, whoever, Kittle, Ayuk, etc. Um, so, Jamie, do you think the 49ers coming off a 14 point loss with a banged up defense? Do you think they're chasing points? Do you think they're throwing 40 times, which is unusual, but it happened last week? Uh, and then, how does that affect the, the Niners' passing game? They definitely do not want to throw the ball 40 times. And so, you know, it, it, Dave, Dave mentioned this earlier, you know, so if you want to buy into what the narrative should be or could be, I shouldn't say should be, what the narrative could be is Chiefs playing with a lead, 49ers chasing points, Garoppolo probably has to throw 35 plus times again. If that happens, McCaffrey or not, then he's in play because as we've seen, uh, quarterbacks have success against the team. They give up an average of 26 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So, um, Garoppolo back-to-back weeks of 20 plus point games, you know, so does he have the ability to get you the third touchdown? That's going to be the question if he's, you know, more of a top eight quarterback as opposed to 10 to 12. Uh, I think he's probably in the neighborhood of 250 and two, because I think that's just kind of where he lives on a good day. Um, so I don't want to get overly excited about Garoppolo, but if McCaffrey does play and now you have all these guys to throw at this chief's offense, we may be looking at a very high scoring affair. Um, I don't think with the injuries in San Francisco's defense that we're going to see, them slow down the Chiefs and slow down the homes. So, you know, the hope would be is that for fantasy purposes, Mahomes, Chiefs, play it, go in, build a lead early, 49ers chasing points, McCaffrey's on the field and passing out situations, and you're getting great numbers from Debo, from Kittle, from Ayuk, like we saw last week against the, the Falcons. Uh, oh, Dave, I got lost in my notes. What game are we on here? Chiefs Niners? Yeah, that's the game. <laughs> How do you fall for that every time? <laughs> By default, all the games this week kind of suck. But this one is the game of the week. All right, yeah. I, I had trouble picking a game of the week, but we'll go with Kansas City, San Francisco. I <laughs> hope McCaffrey plays. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave's like the wrestler opposite The Rock every time. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, I mean, come on. I don't think. Did you know that was coming? Yes. No. You did? Oh, good, he did. Good for I you. I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a good setup. Um, now I don't even know what to talk about. I got distracted. All right, Clyde edwards Zelair or Jeff Wilson if McCaffrey doesn't play. This game is really hard to freaking preview now with this McCaffrey thing. Uh, talk, talk to me about the running backs, Dave. <clears throat> well, McCaffrey, you're going to start even though you know he's going to be potentially limited. Clyde edwards Zelaire is a touchdown or bust running back. Jeff Wilson, you'll be lucky to get five or six fantasy points out of. Clyde? Yeah, he's a touchdown or bust running yeah, back. I, the Niners' running run defense at least held up last week. They gave up 3.5 yards per carry to the Falcons, which is really good. Um, so they, you know, they weren't too affected there. They're just affected on the back end. Uh, how about Juju? Juju, MVS. Obviously, we're starting Kelsey. We're starting Mahomes. Uh, do you, how much do you like Juju and MVS, Dave? Uh, Juju's a flex for me. MVS, I I don't feel good about after last week. He had his opportunities. Had a couple of chances to score. Couldn't hang on to the football. Juju did. He had a bunch of big plays. You got to buy into Juju. Five catches minimum. Juju or Ayuk? I like Ayuk better. Ayuk. What if McCaffrey plays? Does that change anything? Nope. Nope. Juju or Darnell Mooney? Juju. Juju. Juju or Clyde Edwards-Elair? Juju. Juju, even in non-PPR. Jimmy Garoppolo. Juju. Top 12 quarterback. Or Derek Carr. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Garoppolo or Tua? I have Garoppolo, Garoppolo. higher. You know, I only... Fa- I, I, I called this the game of the week, so I hope it's close, but I only found three games in Garoppolo's career with the Niners that they lost by 10 or more points that he didn't leave early with an injury. Um, he threw over 40 times in two of those three games. You know, they, they don't want to do that, but hopefully they have to throw a lot in this game. Well, I mean, look, even if they're playing with a lead, if they can't run, which is the strength of the Chiefs defense right now, they're going to have to throw still. So what do you think about Jeff Wilson, by the way? I, I, I know Dave just answered that, but where are you ranking Jeff Wilson? Is he still someone we can start? Let's get in there. I would not touch him if McCaffrey plays. Now he could still find the end zone, but... You have a couple of things at play here. First off, he fumbled last week, you know, so even before the McCaffrey trade, was he still going to be the feature guy? I would lean toward yes, but you just never know. Um, Tevin Coleman is still going to play if he's active, I would guess. Um, so, you know, even if they're limiting McCaffrey, it's still going to be probably a rotation between the other two. Then you have Debo, the Debo factor. Jeff Wilson, not a factor in the passing game. So we find out Sunday McCaffrey's active, no chance you're playing Wilson. Well, McCaffrey's inactive, then Wilson's still a borderline number two running back. The Chiefs have allowed 20 receiving yards or a receiving touchdown to 11 running backs in six games. Pretty wild. All right, I think we're pretty much covered here. Uh, how do you feel about George Kittle? Would you? Are there any streamers or players no. you may have picked Top up? No. Why so confident? I think, again, you're playing narrative of them throwing a lot. And Chiefs secondary not being great. Okay. Sit the DSTs. It's also National Tight End Day. It, today or Sunday? <clears throat> today. Oh. Or maybe yesterday it was. Okay. Happy, happy Tight End Day, everybody. Uh, sit the DSTs. Detroit. Thanks for noticing. At, <laughs> basically, every time I say tight end, I kind of chuckle like a little idiot teenager inside. Uh, Detroit at, Tal- at Dallas. 
Uh, let's talk about the tight ends. Uh, updated stat of the game. Detroit has now allowed 94 rushing guards or a rushing touchdown to a running back in 18 of 22 games since the start of the 2021 season. All right, so Jamie, I just asked you earlier to rank the running backs in the Bears-Patriots game. You put the two Patriots guys first. Now rank the Patriots running backs and the Cowboys running backs. The Patriots and the Cowboys? Yes. The two uh, like shared backfields go... with good matchups. Yes. Uh, Zeke one, Stevenson two. Pollard three, Harris four, all four start worthy. Okay. Would you start Tony Pollard over Clyde Edwards Elaire and Jeff Wilson if McCaffrey plays? I was doing that without McCaffrey playing. So yes. Wow. Okay. Uh Dave, do you feel as bullish on Zeke and Pollard? Zeke, yes. Pollard is like He's like at the top of my flex list among running backs because he's getting between eight and 13 touches per game. He gets a bunch of big plays. Um, well, he's got the potential to have right. a bunch of big plays. It's a it's a great matchup in that he's, I believe he is the league leader among qualifying running backs in yards after contact per carry. And the Lions give up the most yards after contact wow. per carry. <laughs> so cool. I'd like to bank on that guy breaking a tackle and finding 10, 20, 50 yards in a touchdown. Can I detour us a little bit here? I, I, I feel like I'm in the the minority. I think if you don't need Ezekiel Elliott, you should trade him now before this game. Everybody disagrees with me, I think. What do you guys think? If you can. You're trading him without using him in my, what might be the best game of the season? Yes, because first of all, you could get well. No, you can get more for him now because you, look, it's it's okay if you give him up for and somebody has a good well, game. Why would you get more for him now if he Be- has this monster game? Because everyone, because everybody knows this is such a great matchup. They want him for the Detroit game, and if here's the bigger thing: if Zeke does not do well in this game, you will never get the value you want for Ezekiel Elliott. If he got like James Robinson, remember James Robinson is the most obvious sell high candidate in retrospect, but it was like, well, why don't we wait until after the Houston game? And he stunk. If Zeke does not come through in this game, if Pollard is better than him, then you're in trouble and you'll never get what you want from Ezekiel Elliott. If you intend to sell high on him at some point, you can do it now and just make sure you get somebody good, really good that you can use. Yeah, I guess it's not a horrible scenario, but you know, it's also you still might be able to get great value in return from him and use him this week. And next week, you qualified it as saying you don't need Zeke. So Zeke is on our bench. Right, so you have Ken Walker, Damian right. Pierce, Chris Paul, that type exactly. of situation. Exactly, you got right. one of the rookie running backs and and a stud running back. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. But how do you feel about the Dolphins' run defense, Packers' run defense, Bears' run defense, Giants' run defense? Yeah, mostly I mean, bad. He's got some good matchups coming up after. I, I would almost flip the argument and say if you are desperate for a running back and you need to make a trade. I would try and trade for Zeke to get you through the next three or four weeks. Yeah, okay, that's per- that's a flip side of that too. Uh, I could see a scenario where you could get a lot for Zeke and it could work out for you either way. You get him mm-hmm. and he's good, or you trade him away and you get a, a great wide receiver. That's. Good I think we you. should also point out that the offensive line's playing better than we thought it would and certainly better than it was at the beginning of the season, and Dak's coming back. Those are two factors that are going to help Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Well, Dak is coming back, so let's talk about him. We haven't really done that. He only played one game this year, and he stunk. This is a much, much better matchup. Pressured like crazy. Yeah, and uh, you've got him, guys. You have him in your top seven. So, 
Is there any con- Dak or you know you're starting him over Tua? You're starting him over Matt Ryan. Yep. Yes. You're basically starting him. Dak or Tom Brady. Brady. I think, I have, I think I have Brady one spot ahead, but I wouldn't fault you if you went with Dak instead because of the matchup. Do you like Michael Gallup or Tony Pollard? They're both flexes, and I, I think that Pollard's got the highest upside, so I'll say Pollard. Who do you say? I'm sorry, Pollard. Gallup. Oh, Pollard by a lot. All right, Detroit has allowed 17.9 or more PPR fantasy points to seven wide receivers in five games, so it's, it's a great matchup for wide receivers. We just haven't really seen much from, from Gallup yet. We haven't seen a ton of snaps yet. And what does he have? 76 yards in three games. Uh, we'll finish with Dallas here. What, what are we doing with Dalton Schultz? Practiced in full, and you know he's he's only 68% rostered. There is a Pick possibility up, that right that he's one of the more under rostered players. Where do you have him rank, Jamie? Uh, right around 12, right in that great old Kyle Pitts range. Um, I think uh, the fact that he's healthy with Dak back and a great matchup, you can hopefully buy into it. But it would not surprise me if he has this, another stinker just because he's not 100%. So you just have to sort of gauge it. I have him. Uh, I picked him up just because I had an open roster spot in a league where I have Darren Waller. And so I'm going to heavily debate when one of the streamers versus Schultz, depending on what we see uh, from the the reports, you know, from the Cowboys beat writers, how he looks. But I, you know, instead of burning a roster spot for a guy that might have the upside of a top five tight end, like we thought going into the season when he had his quarterback, I'm probably not going to you know carry a third tight end. So I'll just take my chances of what Schultz can hopefully do this week. You know, the difference is it's a one o'clock game. And, you know, you want to you want to give a tease. Um, we have uh, the CBS crew. Our, our top CBS crew is at this game on Sunday. So Tom Spencer, who's in the booth with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, um, will be on our show on Fantasy Football Today on Sunday morning. And just to give you an example of inside information that we get, um, he uh indicated that Zach Moss will be a healthy scratch and that they want to get Dawson Knox going a little bit more. And what happened? Dawson Knox scored a touchdown in that game. Um, you know, just the Bills-Chiefs game this past weekend. Ugh. So uh, he told us, I think, a couple weeks ago, Gabe Davis was going to go off the, the Steelers game. He said, look yeah. for Gabe Davis to be a big part of the offense. Um, he was. Uh, he told us about Khalil Shakir. <laughs> he was. Um, you know, so these guys are in the meetings with the coaching staff. So that's certainly one of the questions I'm going to ask him. Is Dalton Schultz good to go? And... He may not say it directly, but I know how to read Tom, and then we we, we analyze it afterwards. So you want to get some insight on Dalton Schultz, on the Lions running back situation, if we get a questionable tag, on Josh Reynolds. There's a lot of moving parts with this game. You want to be watching CBS Sports HQ Sunday morning. And I try to tweet out the link to HQ when Tom's about to come on, and whenever Tom says anything really interesting, I'll tweet that out as well. So it, it, It's usually pretty funny because uh, Dave's not always in the studio with me when I'm talking to Tom. And um, generally what happens is I, I text Dave and Heath if there's something like big in regard, and, and I texted Adam as well, you know, the Zach Moss stuff, you know. So I try to let everybody know what Tom says. Dave doesn't bring his phone with him. So <laughs> no. he, he walks into the room. I go, did you guys get my text? And Heath goes, oh, yeah. And Dave goes, no, no, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I hear what's on the show. Well, no, it's, it's we a hear lot the of show when the, Tom and I talk off the control when, when, when he tells me stuff. Uh, all right. So Jared Goff, I'm guessing, is a sit. Yes. Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm guessing, is a start. Yes. Please. TJ Hawkinson is TJ Hawkinson or Dalton Schultz? Uh, right now, I would go Schultz. Um, no. If Josh Reynolds is out, I might reconsider that just because one less mouth to feed. The Cowboys haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end this year. And we've only seen Hawkinson play great when Amon Ross St. Brown was not there. So 
you know, is this a opportunity with no Chark, with no Reynolds if he's out, and maybe no Swifts? Then I like that for Hawkinson a little bit more, but not enough to say, oh my God, you got to start TJ Hawkinson because I think this Cowboys defense is pretty good against Dennis. But I'm not sure if we're getting the same Dalton Schultz just because Dak Prescott's back. Right, but Hawkinson's been so bad in four or five they, games. They could both be really bad. They could both be six PPR fantasy points. Remember right. last year when, when the receiving core was healthy in Dallas, Schultz was an afterthought, and that was with Dak. And the receiving core is as healthy as it's going to get right now. Oh, would you say that? He was an afterthought? You can look at what his target share was when Lamb Wait a and Cooper and Gallup were healthy. <laughs> they had Amari Cooper. They had Amari Cooper that year. I know. I they, they like Gallup. Gallup. And they think that Gallup is their big play guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not as con- – I mean, all right. Look, I, I think it's fair to, to wait and see with Dalton Schultz. But uh, you got to roster him. Come on, 68% roster. Oh, I agree with rostering him. And I could certainly say that Hawkinson doesn't have enough upside to warrant him being an obvious start over Dalton Schultz. You're basically taking a risk either way. I'm just taking the risk with a player who I haven't seen take like a straight-up donut this year. Okay, so how about DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, Jamie? What do you think about the... Running backs for the Lions, the Cowboys, they're, you know, they're giving up the six fewest points to running backs, fifth fewest receiving yards to running backs, but they're not great per carry. They're just not, you know, they just have a really good defense. Anyway, what do you think about Swift and Jamal? Swift is out. Jamal Williams remains a must-start running back. You know, not necessarily a top five or top ten guy like he was in some of the previous matchups without Swift, but certainly a must-start running back in the top 15-ish range. Um and, and honestly, might be the best running back in this game, which says a lot because I do like Ezekiel Elliott. I still would rank Elliott higher, but it wouldn't surprise me if Jamal is better. Um, if Swift plays, Swift is a number two running back in that same range, uh, just with the hope of his big play ability showing up. And Williams is a, is a flex play because I don't think they're going to give Swift the majority of the work. They weren't doing that when he was 100% healthy. And so Williams, I think, still has the touchdown potential and still has the potential to be a factor as the game evolves. If they're chasing points, he'll be on the field a lot. If it's a competitive game, he'll have the touchdown opportunities. So I wouldn't run away from Jamal Williams, but he's not a must-start guy by any stretch if DeAndre Swift plays. All right. Start the Cowboys DST. You like him? Yes. Sure. All right. Green Bay is at Washington. I had trouble with the stat of the game for this one, but let's just take a look at Terry McLaurin. He does not have a green zone target in 2022. And he had four of them last year, despite leading the team with 130 targets and no other player on Washington having more than 62 targets. The guy just does not get targeted inside the 10-yard line, uh, which is very frustrating. But for Green Bay and Washington, Dave, who are the must-start guys in this game? I think Aaron Jones is a must-start. I would couch him as a number two running back, but toward the top of that number two range, I think he gets going. Aaron Rodgers is asking for it. They'd be silly not to get him going. He's been more efficient than A.J. Dillon. I think Alan Lazard, with the way he's scoring touchdowns, he's a must-start. Flip me over to Washington. Yeah, I think we're done here. Those two guys. I, mean, I want Terry McLaurin to be a must-start. Why? Why? Yeah, I, I want I want stuffed pizza to be 200 <laughs> calories. But when you when you look at either. the um the bus at receiver non injury related, it feels like there's four pretty good ones to label as bus. DJ Moore, uh-huh. Robinson, mm-hmm. McLaurin, and Cooks. Am I missing somebody there? Bateman. Oh, injury. They won't draft that high though. 
Uh, Deontay? Yeah, I guess Deontay Goff. Deontay's been a bust. Uh, Cortland Sutton is now, after last week, a bust. I mean, nah, he wasn't, Judy, he wasn't before that. Is Judy a bust? Or are we no, Judy, I think was, okay. I'm, I'm thinking like in the first three, three and a half rounds, four rounds. Yeah, so McLaurin... Michael Thomas, did he get that high in ADP? No, not injury, not injury, not injury. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. McLaurin, I feel like, hasn't really been as bad as it seems. He's been 12.2 to 16.2 fantasy points in four of six games. And then last week, they just barely threw. Were they throw 22 passes or something like that? Uh, in a in a mm-hmm. rare, rare win where they gave up seven points, so that's why I have more confidence in him. You know, just because Dotson's out and they've got nothing from their tight ends, so I feel like he has to he has to be a big part of the game. Unfortunately, it's really not an easy matchup. Uh, Packers pretty good against the pass, but they haven't really faced a lot of good wide receivers. He averaged right just above twelve PPR points per game last year with Taylor Heineke. I think if that's the expectation, you're going to be okay. And that's a number yeah. three receiver. So would you start Michael Gallup or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. I think I have McLaurin higher. And I shouldn't just overlook Curtis Samuel here. How do you guys feel about Curtis Samuel? Probably would People would probably feel differently about him if he caught a 40-yard touchdown last week, but he dropped it. Uh, is he behind McLaurin? Is he a number four receiver this week? What's the deal with Samuel? What's the deal? Number four receiver in non-PPR and half PPR. Number three receiver in PPR. I'm not Again, even that optimistic. You're, you're you're looking at the target share. There's nobody else there. Would you start AJ Dillon or a Washington wide receiver? Definitely McLaurin. Full PPR. Maybe Samuel over him. Definitely McLaurin and Samuel in PPR. I would go Dillon over maybe both in non PPR. I can't do it. Would you start Aaron Jones or Ezekiel Elliott? I have Jones higher. Uh, Zeke. Right, and Lazard is just just not even worth asking. You're starting Alan Lazard, right? Yes. And Tunyon. I think Tunyon's worth starting. Oh, Tunyon, yes. He's a streamable tight end for sure. Does it bother you that Washington, tight end. Washington's been pretty good against tight ends? Um, let me get the, the numbers here. You they, get the numbers. Third I'll tell you that last week Rodgers was leaning on Tunyon, especially after Randall Cobb went out. You're hoping that happens again. When he says simplify, that to me says, I'm going to guys I trust. Okay. Right. So are you starting Tunyon over the Cowboys-Lions game tight ends? Yes. Yeah. All right. Evan Ingram or Tunyon? Tunyon. I don't, I don't have the stomach for Ingram. Washington. I got a stomach, but not for <laughs> Washington, third fewest fantasy points for t- to tight ends. Evan Ingram had 28 yards. TJ Hawkinson had 26 yards. Dallas Goddard had 26 yards and a touchdown, but he did leave early with an injury. Uh, Dalton Schultz did not catch a pass against Washington, so it's it, maybe it's maybe it's a mirage, but so far it's been a strength for them. How about Aaron Rodgers? You no, know the Jets were good against tight ends prior to last week too. They were, but that, no, I don't think so. They were good for like three weeks, and then they started struggling. Who'd it they, was simply, you know, it was simply Rodgers leaning on Tunyon. It had nothing to do. Right. It's not you like they were the game target for the tight end. We gotta, I, I agree. You know, throw to Robert Tunyon ten plus times. Okay. Uh, all right, so Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? That's against tight ends, just to let you know. Great against Mark Andrews week one. Yeah. Struggle with fire move. Everybody else, they dominated. Who is everyone else? Hayden Hurst? Najoku? Uh, yeah, what was that, week two? Yep. Right, so they were good like the first two or three weeks, and then Friermuth had a big game, and, last, and Tunyon had a big game. I mean, 
They haven't allowed a touchdown to tight end. I know, but good. I mean, Robert Tunney, that was his first game with more than 37 yards. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's a layup. But in the in the pantheon of tight ends, 12 targets from Aaron Rodgers, and knowing what this receiving core looks like, I'll, I'll take my chances with it. All right, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Carr. Uh, Carr for now, but if if there is no Renfro and Waller, then I might go back to Rodgers. Trevor Lawrence or Aaron Rodgers? I have Rodgers higher. Rodgers. Geno Smith, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I uh, for current, now, both those guys are Rodgers. I, I also have both guys over Rodgers. I don't see a scenario where Rodgers goes over Ryan. If Geno doesn't have Lockett, I think I'd go Rodgers. Okay. Agreed. But guys like Goff, Mariota, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, they're all behind Aaron Rodgers. We know he's going to throw for 250-ish yards. Just as he going to have one touchdown or two touchdowns. And Brian Robinson. Jamie said he kind of liked Brian Robinson on yesterday's show. He said to avoid Brian Robinson. He does not have a catch in two games. He had 17 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Packers are awful against the run. 5.29 yards per carry allowed to running backs. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about Brian Robinson? Close to a low-end number two running back. He, I, he needs to score in order to be helpful. I don't think he's got 100 total yards in him, especially because he doesn't catch the ball. Really nervous about the Packers almost going all in on the run with Heineke under center. I know it sounds silly, but I, I, I'm worried about Robinson. If he does, he need, Heath has mentioned this a number of times. If there isn't a muff punt by the Bears, Robinson doesn't even get the opportunity to score, and who knows if he gets the opportunity to close out the game for the Commanders. So I, I think we got lucky with Robinson last week. I do buy into his carries. I do think he can get somewhere between... 12 and 15 carries in this game. And so that's enough to make him close to a low end number two running back, probably a number two running back in non PPR. Uh, Brian Robinson or uh, a Ravens running back? Robinson. If there's no Dobbins, I might go Drake. Okay. It's just such a good matchup. All right. Let's go. Let's move on. Packers DST is top nine. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we have three more games. Chicago at New England, uh, Giants, Jaguars, and probably don't even need us to preview Tampa Bay, Carolina. But we'll do it anyway because we love you. We'll be right back with Monday Night Football on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, Chicago at New England. I have a sneaky feeling that this is actually going to be a good, fun game. I don't know why, but I do. I'm feeling it. Good, nice, competitive Monday night game. Chicago at New England. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, Chicago's defense has actually been better than people probably realize. I don't know That's if it's true. really that good, but... 
Um, it's been good. And New England's offense, and these two teams actually throw down field. They're among the leaders in air yards per pass attempt. And the Patriots give up a lot of big pass plays. That one shocked me. They give up more big pass plays than almost any other team. And that might be good for Darnell Mooney. It might be good for Justin Fields. Do you know who they've given up the big plays against? Basically everyone, even in the last two games where they have given up a combined, I think, 15 points to the Lions and Browns, they mm-hmm. have given up a lot of big pass plays. Um, nine, pass nine. Play. Okay. In the past two weeks, the Patriots have allowed nine pass plays of 20 plus yards, which is, wow. I think, second or second most in the NFL in that span. In a, in a game where they face the Lions, without basically without St. Brown and the Browns, and uh, and they scored, gave up 15 points in those two games. Uh, so yeah, that's just a problem for them. They're giving up a lot of big plays. It's Is John the Jones healthy? I don't know, but I don't know that they have that good of a secondary anymore. We're so used to it with the Patriots. Uh, truly, I truly don't know. I don't know what to make of their no, defense. No, the, the the best part of their defense is definitely their run defense. Anyway. Here's a potentially meaningless stat of the game. Justin Fields leads the NFL in yards per completion. He is followed by Tua, Mariota, Josh Allen, and Russell Wilson. So when you look at the top three, a lot of them have not thrown a lot of passes. But All right, uh, Jamie, what do you think about the Bears? Are there any Bears that you are starting in this game? Not if I can avoid it. I mean, Montgomery is the closest. But again, Dave said this. This run defense is fantastic. They've yet to allow a touchdown to a running back. They just held Nick Chubb to 70 total yards. Uh, shut down Kareem Hunt, um, and that's a running team that is better than the Bears' running team. So I think Montgomery is a flex at best. Uh, maybe he's the first running back to score against this defense, but I doubt it. Um, maybe he has a lot of plays in the passing game, but I'm not banking on that because that's not the strength of his game. So the receiving core, no. Mooney, I think, is at best number three receiver. It's nice that he scored 13 PPR points in two of his last three. Saw a spike in targets last week. Saw a spike in attempts for Justin Fields. So maybe they're building towards something. So it's worth picking up Mooney for sure, as we talked about on Tuesday. But to start, no, I'm not buying into them as starting options. Does it does it matter? Does it matter to you at all that yes, the Patriots have not allowed a touchdown, but they're giving up four and a half yards per carry to running backs. That's not good. Yeah, but Montgomery isn't good. At least he's not good. He's not as efficient as Herbert. And there's definitely a chance, the coaches have talked about it, that they're, it, it's almost like Matt Eberflus put the running backs on notice that whoever's playing better from game to game is going to get more work as the game unfolds. The <laughs> one caveat that I would say to that is what happens if the Bears are trailing? Because Khalil Herbert isn't as good of a pass catcher, or at least he hasn't been, as David Montgomery has. And I think the Patriots aren't that great defending running backs out of the backfield. They've allowed a lot of yards per catch. They've they've oh, yeah. they've missed as many tackles on 32 targets to the running back position as they have on 124 carries to running backs. Wow, if <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's wild. So like that's that's like the one area that I think David Montgomery does have some some semblance of an edge on. They haven't allowed a running back though to catch more than three passes since week two. How many of those teams actually threw to their running backs a lot? Like, has there been a running back that's had eight targets or six targets? Six, let's call it six targets. Well, I mean, they played the Lions, back. which typically involved their running backs in the passing game. <clears throat> it was Jamal Williams, not DeAndre Swift. He had no How targets in that game. Uh, the, the, and, and the yards per carry, to me, is a little bit inflated just looking at it. You had Justice Hill in that game averaged 10 yards per carry, six for 60 against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You had Aaron Jones go 16 for 110 against the Patriots in an overtime game. 
uh, it feels like that's a little bit of a fluke based on how his season has gone. So I don't know if the yards per carry is something I'm going to buy into, and I'm certainly not going to buy into them being bad against pass-catching running backs based on what I'm looking at here. Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter because this is a split backfield potentially. You can't <laughs> – I mean, I have such a miserable situation facing Jamie. I have David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins – Chuba Hubbard and James Robinson, and I might have to start two of them because my number one running back is Christian McCaffrey. So I mean, these are the decisions. What's that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, these are the decisions I have to make with David Montgomery. You'll start McCaffrey. Oh, you won't start McCaffrey. I'll probably obviously. start James Robinson over. He's not going to play. I think I'm going to start James Robinson over David Montgomery. Um, but uh, it, it, it's it's ugly. All right, yeah. uh, you don't want to start Darnell Mooney. And he's 59% rostered, though. So He's flexy based on the stack. He, he should be a starter in a three-receiver PPR league. Okay. Non-PPR, no, but but PPR, yes. Sit Komet. I'm assuming you're going to sit Patriots quarterback. And then now where are we going to rank Ramondre Stevenson with Damian Harris coming back? Uh, is he below or ahead of Zeke? Below. I think I already asked you that earlier. Okay, he's below Zeke. is ahead of Pollard. Would you start? The only way that changes Stevenson. is if Harris is inactive come Sunday. Right. But Monday, so we don't know. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's uh, right. So if we get a report that Damian Harris isn't going to play, like he's ruled out or whatever on Friday, might be real on Saturday. Uh, all right. So so let's say Harris is playing. Would you start Stevenson? Yeah, what game are we talking about again? Stevenson. Yankees Astros or the rookie? Oh, not that one. Stevenson wow. or the rookies? <laughs> Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, Ken Walker, Ramondre Stevenson. I'll take the rookies as of now. I'm sorry. The rookies are who? Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, or uh, Ken Walker. Compared to Stevenson? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have told you Stevenson prior to yesterday, but all the rookies. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers or Darnell Mooney? Myers. Myers. Man, the Bears. Especially if Mac Jones starts. The Bears, though. Debo, 14 yards. Lazard, 13 yards and a touchdown. Cook, t- Cook's 22 yards. Thielen, 27 yards. McLaurin, 41 yards. Giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. No, they're playing great. They're, they're, their secondary especially is playing well over their heads. They're schemed very well. All right. So is My- Myers, um, Jacoby Myers. I still Myers. feel like his floor is 10 PPR points. How about Alec Pierce or Jacoby Myers? Pierce. I have Myers higher. How about um, Juju or Myers? Juju. I think I have Myers higher. All right. Patriots DSD is top two. And Hunter Henry is uh, not the worst streaming option. He's, you know, I wonder if that's a Bailey Zappy thing, though. Zappy, they, yeah, and also Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, they've missed time. What's their statuses? Let's, let me get a little Patriots. See, it's tougher with the Monday night games because they've only had one practice, but we can keep an eye on that. All right, Giants at Jaguars. What do you think? Who's going to win? Giants, Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are favored, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty even crowd. <laughs> Look, looking That's forward true. to that, right? Are you uh, going to the game? No, I don't live in Florida anymore. I, no, I'm saying you can fly down. There's airplanes. Jaguars are three-point favorites at home. The Giants, stat of the game, have allowed 100 yards rushing to McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, and Kenyon Drake. None of them had 15 carries. They also allowed 73 to 82 yards to Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, and Khalil Herbert. Dexter Lawrence in, Dexter Lawrence out. It doesn't, I'm sorry. Well, he's been great too. Leonard Williams in, Leonard Williams out. It doesn't really matter. They've been bad against the run. So uh, 
Jamie, your thoughts on the Jacksonville running backs in this game? I think Dave summed up uh, good before. You know, ETN's worth trusting as a number two running back, low and number two running back, better in PPR than non-PPR. Um, <clears throat> if this was a week where everybody was, you know, full strength, no buys, he wouldn't be a, a starter, but I think it's worth, you know, exploring based on how your team might look. Robinson's just tough to trust right now. Um, he's he's basically falling into the touchdown or bust category, which is not something we want to, you know, be dealing with. So flex at best for him, better in non-PPR than PPR, but Hopefully ETN is building towards something and the breakout player that we were hoping to see is, is starting to materialize. Who's the best Robinson in this game, James or Wandale? I'll take Wandale on PPR. I might take Wandale on non-PPR too. I was impressed with how he played and he only played 14 snaps. I'd be surprised if he played that few amount this week. How do you feel about the Jaguars offensively? They have been struggling the last three weeks. They have scored 14, 6, and 27 points offensively in their last three games at Philadelphia, Houston, and at Indianapolis. And so far, the Giants have had a pretty good defense. Dave, do they get on track? Do you trust Trevor Lawrence? Do you trust Christian Kirk? Zay Jones? Evan Ingram? What do you think? So I I trust Evan Ingram as a streaming tight end. I like him much better in full PPR than non-PPR. I'm going to take Kirk as a number three receiver at best until we start to see that target volume tick up. He had three drops in the game against Philadelphia, and since then he's had eight targets, had five catches, he had 35 yards, he had the touchdown last week. That's over two games. It's not what we were hoping for. So I want to see that target volume really go up before we start ranking him um, back as like a top 20 wide receiver, at least before I rank him as a top 20 receiver. Zay Jones is, I think, a desperation play. And Lawrence, great number two quarterback in Superflex. Not a great, nothing better than a bye week quarterback this week. And I, I just, I don't know if they know what they're really good at. right? Yeah, now. that's a great point. I don't know their identity. I mean, last week, Trevor Lawrence's dot or his air yards for pass attempt was like five yards or something. It was so mm-hmm. weird. And that's not what they had been. They just dinking and right. dunking and screens and so and, boring. Jeez. And just <laughs> to the point of Kirk, if, if you watch him play, he's still moving really well. It's not like he, you can't say he's playing hurt or anything like that. They're just not scheming him up. They schemed up Ingram on four design screens last week just to try and like pick up four or five yards off. You know, what what that is is basically Lawrence takes a snap, immediately throws it to Evan Ingram. Ingram tries to make a play after the catch. Most of the time he didn't do it. But it's weird that they're scheming up Ingram and they're not doing anything close to that with Christian Kirk. Um, all right, would you start Christian Kirk or Alan Lazard? Oh, Lazard. Lazard. Christian Kirk or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. I believe I have McLaurin ranked higher. I'm not 100% sure I could check if you really care. You have him higher. Evan Ingram or Hunter Henry? Uh, Henry in non-PPR and half-PPR, Ingram in PPR. I'll take Ingram all the way around. Is Daniel Bellinger behind them? Yes. But he's been interesting. His playing time has gone up over the past couple of weeks. Man, I have no idea how this game is going to go. This is a weird game because that's how every Giants game is. Well, they always take one doing everything and the Giants win. I just, I mean, it's just the Jaguars are just so weird offensively. And the Giants, they are really bad against the run. They're pretty good against the pass. And they do, they're another team that does not get beat. They and Dallas have allowed the fewest completions of 20 plus air yards in the NFL. So I hope it's not another game where Trevor Lawrence is 20 of 22 
for 165 yards, an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous stat line last week. With two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Do you feel like the Giants got the best head coach and defense coordinator hires this offseason? Uh, Not defensive coordinator. Who's a better hire? I like the guy that the Broncos hired. Hard to argue with that. The thing about the Giants is that their metrics, like the advanced metrics, are just not good. Nobody, nobody. I don't think anyone from an analytical standpoint buys the Giants. It seems like they're all smoke and mirrors. But that really is a, tr- a testament to their coaching staff. Yeah, Dable's been great. He has been. I'm, real, I'm I am so great. curious to see how they use Wandale this week, and I wonder when Darius Slayton gets a chance to take a step forward. I'm curious what they do with Bellinger because I think he's played so well the past couple of weeks that they have to keep him involved in the offense. They're 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 an evolving offense. They're and they've got Saquon who's awesome, so they could end up creating some interesting players for fantasy. Uh, I'm 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 all on board with stashing some of these Giants players. Last game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. <laughs> start them all, sit them all. <laughs> yep, and we're done. Uh, would you start a? Panthers running back over nope. over James Robinson. No. Uh no. Okay. Uh, that's it. I mean Kate Tyler any interesting Algier Kate or a Panthers running back. Algier. Yeah. I'd go Chuba in PPR. <laughs> Tyler Algier is the third down back who never gets a target. All right. But Kate- that's how far the running backs are for me. Kate Otten, Foster Moreau, or Daniel Bellinger if I'm desperate at a tight end? Bellinger. Followed closely by Otten. DJ Moore or Wandale Robinson? Uh, Wandale. Wandale. I find it funny that P.J. Walker threw for 60 yards in each of his last two games. One of them was in relief on six pass attempts, and one of them was as a starter. (laughs) Uh, Look. He didn't finish the game, though, to be fair. I know he didn't, but... Things are going to be different without McCaffrey. I, they are going to have to throw to DJ. They, they do throw to DJ more, but I think they're going to have to throw to him even more. I think his target share last year was up when McCaffrey didn't play. So it's just something to keep in mind here. I'm going to check his roster percentage. You think he's rostered in 80% of leagues anymore? DJ Moore? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Everybody hates him. If they have another game where their ADOT is below one, right? That's are they going to be accused of tanking? 88% rostered. Too high. <laughs> okay. What if I said eight percent? Would you have said too high? Uh, no, no. Okay. He's 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 worth rostering yeah. still in fourteen team leagues. All right, that's it. That's not it. I got to do a little more Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, uh, Colts. Uh, <laughs> do yeah. I'm. I know I'm going to get a ton of questions about it. Panthers running back or Curtis Samuel? Samuel. Samuel. Panthers running back or AJ Dillon? Dillon. Dillon. And I don't like Dylan. Panthers running back or one more here. Or Drake London. London. And I don't like London. All right. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll talk to you on HQ, podcast, the live stream, showing up at your house. Look forward to that. See ya. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my soul.
a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.